earners what's going on in September. So we know that means back to school and EYL University is no different. We got something special for y'all. Yes, EYL University includes 70 past webinars, weekly webinars, access to our private investment group on Facebook, which includes bi-weekly real estate calls with our brother MG, the mortgage guy, access to our movie club and access to our book club. So you get all of that. And for the month of September, since it's back to school, we are doing something that we have never done before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Special blowout. The biggest sale that we had thus far, 50% off. So 50% off of our annual membership, go to EYLUniversity.com and enter promo code fall. Enter promo code fall and get 50% off. This is only running until the end of September. You know how this works. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. We'll see you on the other side. Let's do it. What's up, y'all? It's the fourth quarter. It's a new month. And what better way to start it than to come and join us at EYL University? Yes, the fourth quarter is where star players make a name for themselves. So come and join the number one roster. EYL University is the biggest platform for business in the universe. We have over 70 past classes weekly classes we have a private investment group on facebook which gives you access to our movie club our book club we also have bi-weekly real estate calls with mg the mortgage guy and monthly financial advising calls with none other than yours truly (laughs) so head over to eyluniversity.com right now and enter promo code eyl for 40% off of our annual membership. That's right. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over. We'll see you on the other side. Ready? Yeah, yeah. Check. Check. Let's get it rocking. It's a fact. Let's get it rocking. We got a lot to talk about. A lot going on right now. Let YouTube climb in here. Let EYL University climb in here. Ernest, what's up? I see y'all. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. Another week. Another week. Yeah, we'd be looking forward to my Yo, I don't know how Marcus does this, man. He's always the first hand race. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I told him that yesterday. <laughs> he's know, he's waiting in the pew. I don't know how he does it every week. He's waiting in the pew. <laughs> Shout out to you, bro. I love. Yeah, man. This is going to be a special episode. We got a uh, we got a guest for you guys. You know, we just want to just keep raising the bar and keep, you know, expanding on Market Mondays and keep, you know, producing a, a high quality product for you guys. So this is going to be a good one. This is, you know, like every show, but you know, we definitely have a lot, a lot of uh, content that we're going to be getting into today. So first and foremost, we got to say happy birthday to uh, Nas- yes. Nasir Jones, man, one of the greatest. Poets of all time, one of the greatest inspirations for us, definitely a great inspiration for me. If anybody knows me personally, you know my son is named Nasir. So it's you know, it's uh it's no secret, it's no secret that uh I'm like the biggest Nas fan in the history of the world. Yeah, shout out to Nas, man. Yeah, yeah, for that's, sure. I told y'all, man, that's the first dude that I actually wanted to be. <laughs> like yeah. when he started rapping, I was like, This is this is incredible. Then every girl liked him. I was like, I gotta start dressing like this dude. Yeah. <laughs> in, in in honor of Nas, we put both of his his first two albums up. We got Illmatic and we got It Was Written. We left it up. Yeah, for sure. That's so, only right. Shout out to S. I would shout who has a better like first two albums than that? It's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be difficult. Big, big had good albums. Um yeah. big had a had a had a good 
He had a good run. Shout out to Big. Rest in peace to Big. That's probably it. DMX. DMX had good albums too. Uh, the second one was wasn't as good. Was as it first. Blood of My Blood? That was the second one. Uh, Blood it, of My Blood, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My it, Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, nah, that, that was, was hard. It's dark. It's dark and hell is hot. It's yeah, that was dark, X. That's a classic. We X. That's that's undeniable. Shout out to X. Yeah, man. not well. It, they said whole, but whole. I mean, Reasonable Doubt is obviously a classic. Volume One, a lot of great songs. Not a classic album though. Reasonable doubt? No, no, no. Volume one. Oh, volume one. Oh, yeah, volume yeah, one. Tough though. I now can't. Got classic song. Volume got classic one. Song. Yeah, we ain't stopped this argument yet, bro. What's good? Listen, man. Listen, <laughs> listen. DMX first two though. You saying that's those first two classic? Man, <laughs> man, back to back. I, I remember being at Bishop Nose. Shout out to Keenan Brother, everybody I went to high school with. Them first two albums came out. I'm like, this, this the new Tupac. <laughs> that was crazy. That was 98, back to back. First dude yeah. to have two number one, number one albums in the same year. Yeah, man. Shout out to X, man. Shout out to you. You got a new uh, jacket, I see. I'm just trying to earn my key. <laughs> All right, man. You got a tailor? You got a tailor or you just... Nah, yeah, I just grab him and, and, and go with what my family tell me to go with and what God tell me to do. He said he got the blazers with the Olas on them. Well, it's an opportunity. If anybody's out there that's a tailor... Um, you know what? It's an opportunity. A brother did reach out. Okay. Yeah, brother did. So, so kudos to you because there's a lot of opportunities if you guys... It's a key lesson just to ask, even with the podcast. I appreciate you having me. As soon as you put that quote up, hey, we're looking for some other podcast. I'm like, yo... Yo. <laughs> Please, me. That's yeah. a fact, man. That is a fact. Nah, I mean, if I was a if I was an aspiring tailor, I would reach out to Ian and say, "Look, man, you know, I'll give you a deep discount. I'll give you clothes for free if you could just give me a plug. You can, you know, at me on Instagram. You can give me a shout out. Seems like a, a even exchange to me. Yeah, man. Yep. Where else they gonna see it? T, I would say, even swap ain't no swindle. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a yeah. fact. That's a fact, man. We all right, so let's get it going. Shout out to uh, Pete on the super chat. Appreciate you, brother. And shout out to Alfonso on the super chat. Um, Troy, yeah, yeah. Can we, can we talk about the um disclosure? Yeah, disclaimer. 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 What's going on? Y'all already know how this this works, man. Do your research first and foremost. Do your research. Do your homework. However you want to say it, do it. All right. So our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. That's this a, is a message from the good folks that are in your leisure. That's a fact. Um, and then guidelines, guidelines. So if you if you guys have questions, please keep it to one, especially today we have a guest. So we're going to be have even less questions. So try to keep the questions to one. No investment related questions, like individual investment questions. This, this is extremely important today also. So please do not ask an investment question about like an individual stock. Like, should I buy Apple? Like, or anything like that. Try to ask general um, investing questions, strategy questions, market questions, things of that nature. And um, any Red Panda questions, hit Ian up directly. You can email at, is it info at? Joinredpanda.com. Yes. yes. And Telegram also yes. is, a, is a communication channel. Um, any questions for us, please email us at info at Earn Your Leisure. Um, that's the best way to reach us. And then 
we have to plug our podcast tomorrow, which is the 100th, the 100th episode of Earn Your Leisure. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. We just want to say thank you to everybody that, that, that has played a part in the success of Earn Your Leisure. A lot of names. All of our alumni, including yourself, Ian, um, all of the guests, all of um, our support, our family, um, everybody that, that, has, that has been there since the, since the beginning. Shout out to Sid. Sid, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to... Um, Larry. Shout out to Larry. Shout out to Jamal. Shout out to Bam. Shout out to Mike, our partner, who is the, the third member of the, the beginning stages. A lot of people don't know him. Yeah. If you watched 85 <laughs> Self the podcast, you might know him or Dame Dash. But it might be Mike. Nobody, Mike. nobody um, is an island and nobody reaches a certain level of success by themselves or any level of success by themselves. So I don't believe in, in the term of being self-made. I don't think anybody is self-made. I think we all have help along the way. So us reaching 100 is is really a, a milestone and it's a celebration for everybody, including you guys that have um, put us on this on this level. So thank you. Thank you. We, we are highly appreciative. And in order to, and how we're going to celebrate that, we're doing a live podcast tomorrow right here on YouTube. We'll be back five o'clock Eastern Standard Time, our good. regular podcast time. <laughs> But this time we bring in a couple of our friends that you haven't seen in a while. We bring in shout out to Kenny Burns. He, he'll be hey, live legend. with us. Shout out to Derek Grace. He'll be live with us. Another shout out one. to Trey, CEO of Spurgo, 14-year-old CEO. He'll be live with us. Shout out to Kizia. She'll be live with us. Shout out to John Henry, legend within his own right. He'll be live with us. And the big dog himself, Dame Dash, man. Dame, Dame is going to be Our guy. live. <laughs> so this is the opportunity. It's crazy because it's like when we was like going back and forth, like what, what can we do for the 100th episode? So it's like, all right, everybody always talks about things that we could do better in interviews. They say, I talk too much. They say, I cut Troy <laughs> off and all of that. So this is your opportunity. All facts. <laughs> this is your opportunity. All EYL University members, your guys are going to have an opportunity to ask the questions to, to the guests. You know how be able to talk to Dame Dash like that's yeah. I don't it's think crazy. people understand like that's not something to be taken lightly like yeah. that's an icon cultural I, icon and like I said we, we have relationships with these people so we, you know we've had conversations with them even with Dame he spoke to us for like two hours after and it was like when we were thinking about what we should do it was like what would be a good way to give back to the people who support it and we keep so like you know what let's, let's let them touch the people like let's get them involved let them actually speak to the people who we've had a relationship with who will help build the platform. So this is for y'all, straight up. This is straight. We, we could have just sat and did the 100th episode ourselves, which is what the original plan. And we're kind of like, you know what? But let's do something that hasn't been done before. So, yeah, so it's, I'm, I'm excited, man. So I can't it's, wait. It's going to be big. So yeah, and that's another... EYL University just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. But shout yeah. out, I think somebody they said somebody just came home. Shout out to whoever just came home, man. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna get that we're gonna get that going. If you guys want to join EYL University, I'll put it in here. Also, the code is fall for 50% off. And I will also put the um the link to Red Panda in here as well. Yeah, they really uh, observe it, man. Um, so let's get this going if we can, because we have a guest today. So I know that people are anxious and they're and they're they're awaiting his arrival. Um, so yeah. Uh, what do we want to start? Slides? You want to start yeah, with the yeah, we're, we're diving with slides. Right, I want to say I'm proud of y'all, though, because it's not like you guys have been doing this for six years. You guys are master executors, so... I appreciate that. You guys. Appreciate, appreciate that. you. And thank, shout, and shout out to the you. person who uh, said thank you for the Kobe tribute. Yeah, that's the Kobe tribute book, man. That's our guy, so... Yeah, you know, rest in peace. We Black, always going to rep. Black Mamba. All right, let's go real quick. Let me close this out. Okay, let me know if you guys can see my screen before I start. Yeah, yeah we, we see can it. see it. 
Okay, perfect. So really quickly, I want to go through and thank you for everyone who's here. Shout out to my Twitter fam. Can you just expand it a little bit? Is it expand? Yeah, oh, there you go. You go, you go. There you go. You go. Uh, my Red Panda fam, my family, I love you. I appreciate this. So I'm, we're going to be quick today because we have a guest. But I want to walk you through part of the reason why the market is sliding. I'm going to tease you a little bit and let you know what the next big threat is for the crash. And then I got to do something. Saturday was special. We did a two-hour walkthrough of how to read the chart. We have a guest. We won't be able to do it today. But for everyone in Stock Club, you guys will have the replay by Thursday. So I want you to watch the amazing episode tomorrow. And then tune in Wednesday, listen to some replays. And then Thursday, I'll have it out for you. So, um, of course, show sponsored by Stock Club. If you guys want the easiest and fastest way to know which companies to be a part of, you can join the Stock Club. And Rashad has put the link in there. And I want you guys that are listening to join EYL University as well. So September 28th, I know we've delayed the album a couple of times about the, the futures program. We're still working some kinks out. Don't worry. We haven't forgot about you. We're going to take care of you. So 28th is the date that we're looking at. Okay. So I want to take time to reflect. These last two weeks, some of you have been like, I know it worked March through August. I don't know if this is going to work now. We're here because we want generational wealth. Generational wealth is not built in three months. So I know the last two have been turbulent, but I want you to pause and reflect and understand that everything is gonna be okay. So even though the, the market has slid down from all time highs, I want you to just relax, be calm, and realize that everything is going to be okay. So what is making the market slide? I want you to have a perspective on why opposed to just guessing. So there's a couple things that are at play. So we have a trade war that is still going on. We are still in a pandemic that some people think is a hoax, but it's not. We have an election coming up, which is rocky, and we don't know who is going to be the clear winner. And if an incumbent sits in the chair, we don't know what the policies will be. And on top of that, we have civil unrest. We haven't had these combination of factors probably in 60 or 80 years all at one time. It's a scary time in the market. Yes, it causes volatility. Yes, people are panic selling. Yes, but this is the reason why we are sliding. And when we have that in a pot of gumbo in the market, it produces uncertainty and fear and people begin to snatch their money out of the market. But also I need you to look at this. In September and October, they historically have been two of the worst months for the stock market. So Lehman Brothers died then during the last recession in September. Black Friday of 1987 happened in October. October. Of course, 9-11 happened in September. And what people don't realize who were not in the market then, it caused chaos the month of September and October. The stock market crash of 29 happened in October. And then since 1950, the Dow has averaged almost a percent down while the S&P 500 has averaged a half a percent decline during September. So I want you to know this is normal. This is normal. The market really likes stability and safety. So a lot of you keep asking, when are we going to go back up and have these historic runs like we had a few years ago or even from March when 
the economy is stable. We're still fighting a health crisis that is still global, but affecting us the most. Corporate debt is high. We haven't even went through the commercial real estate crash yet. So when the market has stability and everything is safe, that's when we can see higher highs instead of lower highs. In order for Biden to have a chance to be able to win, when I went back and was doing my research, the uh, ES, S&P 500 future, needs to be at 3140.75 for him to have a chance to win. I need you guys to write that number down. If we are by 3140.75 within five days of election, because all of a sudden after our episode, everyone's reporting uh, about the importance of the S&P 500. And not I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. I love you guys as well. But this is the number that the Democrats will need to hit in order for Biden to have a chance to be able to win in November. So I need to correct something. A couple episodes ago, I said, if you invested five years, or excuse me, 10 years, your um, return would be 18.4 million. It was a miscalculation because I was calculating numbers for a friend and I put the wrong slide on here. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm capping. So if you did 50K per month for 10 years, which 99.9% .9 of the market does not have, you would be at 18.4. But if you did 5K, you would be at 1.9. So you can go to any um, return calculator, type in QQQ and go from August of 2020 back to August of 2010. And you can extrapolate that data on your own. I don't want you guys to just think, think that we're out here giving out fake news or fake numbers. Um, over the next 10 years, um, we will have, excuse me, over the next uh, 50 years, we will have 10 major crashes. And no matter how much you emotionally prepare for them, all of them are going to be scary as hell. There hasn't been one crash that I've seen thus far or even small pullbacks that I'm not like, oh, man, this, this one doesn't feel comfortable. All of them are uneasy, but I need you to stick with the plan. For my conservative investors, continue to invest in indexes. For those of you that have been, you see how much less stressed you are than people that had call options last week. Slow and steady uh, wins the race. We'll have one significant drop of 10% every single year. That is expected just like if, when snow falls in New York or Chicago. It's going to happen. Just plan for it and adapt accordingly, please. The average length of recessions prior to World War II was 22 months. Shout out to Akil. I appreciate you. But since quantitative easing, the average length of a recession is only 11 months. We are not out of the clear. The market is recovered, but the economy still is not doing well. Go to the stores. Go ask people that you know how is the job market for them. We're not out of the clear yet. And like I said, we probably won't be until March or April of 2021. So the five big threats that could cause the next crash, we will talk about next week because we have a guest and we want him to give, give him ample room to be able to talk because he is a expert at what he does. And I want to read this disclaimer really, really quick for you guys, if you can see it. Let me, let me, let me know if you can see the screen or not. Yeah, we can see it. Okay, great. So I want to say this, all opinions expressed by Mr. Herrera on this show are solely his opinions. Mr. Herrera's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. So he may not tell you on Twitter or IG if his stance has changed, okay? The information provided is not a recommendation 
or a solicitation to buy or sell securities or any other financial instruments. Past performance is not guaranteed and not indicative of future results. Mr. Herrera does not guarantee any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss and following any strategy or investment discussed on this show. So all strategies and investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value and may carry fees. Investors may get back less than invested investments or strategies managed by Mr. Herrera may not be suitable for, for you. The material discussed on the show does not take into consideration your particular investment objectives, financial situations, need is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. So you must make an independent decision regarding investment or strategies mentioned to you on the show by him. Before acting on the information in the show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial professional. We need to use this. So, <laughs> um, but no, thank you guys so much. And I just want to tell you guys, once again, we're not out of the clear in terms of all the doom and gloom in the market. We'll continue to invest consistently. And then once we get in the clear, you'll be very happy that you did. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate that, brother. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that was an understatement, man. If anybody was in that that uh, call on Saturday, man, elite. It was a blast. Elite. It was so incredible that I, I had to call you after. Because people hit me like, that. yo, this is ridiculous. This guy is incredible. I said, yo, bro. It felt like when Jada <laughs> and Styles used to go to Hot Nine, right? Since they one of the best rap duos of all time. Everybody put in chat who y'all think the top rap group of all time is. We had a lengthy debate. <laughs> Shout out to Kissing Styles, man. Yeah. Now nah, Outcast well, is up there too, though. <laughs> yeah, I gotta chill. Somebody put crisscross. Yeah, they they bugging. Shout out to YouTube, 3200, 3300. If you guys get the like button, we greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate that. Let's get some questions before we got we um before Dennis comes on. Cause, uh, for the for the brother who just came home, can we get his email though? So I can put him in the stock club. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, they were putting his name up there. So yeah, if you if you can give us an email and hit and hit send us me directly. a cash up too, please. Hit us directly so we can get it to you. That'd be amazing. Right, I'm just gonna reclaim real quick, Ian. All right, it wouldn't be right if I didn't, right? Mm-hmm. Marcus, you've been unmuted, man. Unmute yourself. What's going on, bro? What's going on? How y'all doing today? We doing, doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good, hanging in there. So um got a quick question for y'all. Uh so I've been in the military, um, soon getting out, it seems like. And um I've been investing in the TSP on and off for the entire time been in the military service. So this is prior to the 2018. So like they changed a lot of stuff. So our TSP and we have a pension and everything. So the TSP that I'm on uh, did not match ever. So I'm wondering, is it smart for me to maybe pull that out and invest it in the stock market instead? What y'all thought? It didn't match the market? No, yeah, no, I think like the match as far as like a company match. I think that's what you, that's what you're talking about, right? Company match, like correct, yeah. Because like right now with the new people coming to the military as of 2018, they'll match you up to five percent. Gotcha. I came in prior to that, and they don't match. What's the return you've been getting? Uh, not very good, to be honest. And I remember during the housing crash, I lost like half of it. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, you probably should. There are a bunch of other funds that would easily match the market. Usually TSP is amazing, but um, from what I understand, you can't pull out of it easily. But I, since we have an amazing advisor, he's <laughs> also a locks fan i will let him answer yeah and that's crazy too because i'm actually um we starting at eyo university this class saturday, right? this saturday where i'm gonna go over financial advising questions uh for eyo university members that's gonna be dope on zoom but to answer your question um if you plan on leaving i think he said he's planning on retiring from the military soon when you leave you can roll it over into an ira so i wouldn't necessarily take the money out and just put it in the market you want to be strategic about your your taxes because if mm-hmm. you just take it out and liquidate it and put it in a non-retirement account, then you got to pay taxes on the entire thing. So um, you can roll it over into an IRA. Once you leave the military, you're no longer working for the military. You can roll it over into an IRA. And then from the IRA, you can really be creative. That's one of the things that we'll talk about on Saturday. You can, yeah. talk, you can do anything on an IRA. You can, you can invest in real estate with self-directed IRA. You can invest in mutual funds. You can invest in index funds. You can invest in stocks. You can even do options. You did a class on this. Yeah, yeah. I did. So... Um, that probably would be the, the better approach as opposed to just taking the money out and just cashing it yeah. out and then investing it like in Apple or Microsoft. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to do that, do it through an IRA. Are you not in a C fund? Cause I've heard nothing but great things about the C fund. I'm mostly in the S fund. Okay. Yeah. It's also my fault. I didn't really educate myself on the whole process, you know, to kind of just, I was just coming out my check and, you know, being in. Gotcha. Your- no, I appreciate you, man. I would uh, Google tonight or even right now. Uh, C fund millionaire stories is probably the least talked about fund class that has produced some of the best results over like the last few decades. So um, I, I would consider that as well. Yeah, appreciate as always, Marcus, man, we appreciate your, your, your honesty, man, your transparency. Cause there's somebody in here right now that has the same question. Actually, I see it in the chat, man. Everybody's talking about it. They yeah, we got, we got, over. we got a lot of military. Yeah, um, so appreciate you, bro. Personnel too. So shout out to everybody in, no, Shout out to y'all. For sure. Want to take one more? Yeah, take one more. Let's do it. Uh, let's see a name that we haven't seen before. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this right. I'm going to get this right. Uh, Takia? I'm going with Takaya. Takaya. Yeah, I'm going to go Takaya too before she come on. Takaya, you there? I'm here, but don't second guess yourself because it's Takia. You see, Ian? Oh. <laughs> Damn, bro. All right. How you doing? My bad. <laughs> How are y'all? We, we great. We're great. We're blessed. Good. Thank you guys for everything that you do. All the knowledge. All the everything. I appreciate you. y'all. Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, so I have a question. Um, and it's, it's general. I'm trying to make it as general as possible. So say, hypothetically speaking, if you had an XLK for, <laughs> let's say, 135 January 2022, right? Uh-huh. They just opened up new contracts. 
Would it be a good idea to roll that into uh, January 2023, say one, same price? Very, very, general, very, first. very general question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very general question. Are you, you from, general you, question. You from, you from Philly? I am. Shout you see, Philly. I always get the accents. I, mm-hmm. I can always yeah. tell accents. Like, shout out to Philadelphia. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, everybody got their own accent yeah. depending on where they're from. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just start. The, the the 135 call is not available right now for January 23. I think it stops at 130. The 130. So, so we'll, we'll start I mean, there. The question that you asked is actually, I, I'm in the 135 call for 2022. Yep. Me personally, I didn't roll it over because um, I got in one thirty five at a dollar seventy seven. I think mm-hmm. we was just having this conversation. Yo, yeah, this, so um, <laughs> this is crazy. The price of the one thirty right now is like seventeen dollars, something like that. Yeah, seven, yeah, well, yeah. I think we seventeen. We all got seventeen. Yeah, seventeen oh five. Seventeen. So long story short, it it just didn't mathematically make sense for me to roll over. Um, it just didn't make sense for me to roll over because uh, it's like for the price that I got it at, for the price that it's at now, it just didn't make sense to roll over. Yeah, um, the ass price is pretty I, I did, I did, I did make some, I, I went shopping today. I put, I put actually everything that I got today in the um, Facebook group, in our EYL University Facebook group. But to answer your question, to answer your very specific general question. <laughs> disclaimer first though. I don't, I don't think that, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Um, it depended on what price you got it at, but if you was able to get it at a low, at a low price, it's going to be kind of hard to, to beat that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, this is a conversation that we've been having for weeks. Like what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We know the 15th is coming. And, um, I was looking at it from a tax standpoint. It was like, yo, if, if I roll out, then what's the tax implications on that? And so like, we know that we want short-term capital gains. So a year and a day. So we just added another leg to XLK. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Appreciate you. Appreciate That's you. That's a great Thank general you. question, though. Yeah. <laughs> general. Very general. I love it. Shout out to Philly. Yeah, shout out to Philadelphia. Um, I guess we can go to one more. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Let's, let's see a name we haven't seen. Ooh. Uh, let's see. Let's go here. Let's go here. Brandon called you an accent guru. That's funny. <laughs> Donald, I, I, unmute yourself. You've been I, unmuted, bro. I've mastered people's dictions. What's going on, Donald? Hey, can y- y'all can hear me? Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. How are you? Oh, man, it's my first time. I'm excited, man. I appreciate everything y'all do, man. Thank, what you, you, thank you. Where are you from, Shay? I got to uh, hear him talk more. <laughs> I got to hear him talk more. Um, I'm, I'm from Connecticut. Okay. All right. Shout out to you. Shout out to Connecticut. Peace. What part? What part? Uh, I was born in Hartford, raised in Middletown, Connecticut. I, w- I was listening to the Purple Tape today. He's like, peace, peace Connecticut. Peace, Connecticut. <laughs> shout out to Norwalk. Shout out to Bridgeport. <laughs> shout out to the Purple Tape, man. Yeah, well, yeah. What, what's your question, bro? So hey, I was asking, this is more like a financial advising question. So, but it's a general question. But um, let's say if you um, you know, I, I went through a, a emergency, family emergency, you know, I find, finding myself in a lot of debt. But you know, I, I know the importance of prioritizing investing and you know the time aspect of it. And I'm, I'm only 25 years old, and you know, I, I want to, you know, I want to keep putting my money in there. But you know, what? Well, what my question is, would you prioritize paying down all your debt first before you just throw all your money into the market or vice versa? No, that's a good question. I appreciate that question because a lot of people probably have the same question. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends. I, I personally think it's never a bad idea to pay off debt. So me personally, in a perfect world, I would pay off my debt before I start investing. But it depends what kind of debt you have. You got student loan debt. You can't, it's like going to be difficult to pay that off. Mm, yeah. So you can do, you can do things simultaneously, but like you can pay off debt and invest at the same time. Cause what you don't want to do is like have to like wait three years while you're paying off debt. Like you don't want to like, 
Yeah. So, I, I mean, in a perfect scenario, I would say pay off your debt first and then start investing. Like if you can do it within under a year, if you can, if you can manage to pay off the debt under a year, pay off the debt. If not, then maybe you want to look at a strategy where you're, you're doing both at the same time. How do you feel about that, Ian? Same thing. So personally for me, I used to be broke, have no money, a lot of debt. If I can go back, because there's practical advice that sounds good in the book and then there's real life application and also looking at it through a lens of being African-American, it takes us twice as long on average to pay off debt. That's in the best case scenario. If you have less than 25,000, I would do 50-50 because what I, don't, I know people who are still paying off debt from 2008. Mm-hmm. Guess what happens? You grow up, you get a car, you work, you fall in love, you have kids, kids cost, daycare cost, and then you are always sitting on the sideline and you're waiting. So I would encourage you to do both. I would split the money up 50-50. Um, but if you have less than 20000 let's say you have $5,000 worth of debt, I would bust my ass to pay that debt down and then invest everything. Because uh, when you can invest and you have no debt, it's a powerful feeling. It is a powerful feeling. So, in, in the words of Ian, we black do both. And Donald, um, you said since this is your first one, I want you to definitely go check out episode 26 with our brother Ash Cash. He breaks down an amazing strategy how to pay down debt where he starts with the lowest, pays that, and all works his way up all the way to the one with the highest interest rate and the highest level of debt. So, check that episode out. That's a, that's a brilliant episode for anybody that's trying to find a strategy to pay down debt. Shout out to and, Ash. In addition to student loan, and I, probably people notice, maybe they don't, um, obviously it's been extended. There's, you know, nobody has to pay student loan, no interest um, until the end of the year. So uh, December 31st, no interest, no payments. So that's, this is a good time. If you have extra capital, if you have student loans, put some money into it, man. That's a fact. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Donald. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Let's bring on our guests. Let's bring on our guests. Without further ado. There you go. Right there. See him. Let's, right. get, let's get it popping. He is there. Yeah? Yeah, he there. Got it. All right, Dennis, you you did. Just uh, unmute yourself and cut your camera on, on your end. But we've promoted you to a panelist. He has one of the greatest collection of jackets as well. <laughs> Dennis Sharp. There go, Mike on. Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, yes. yes, sir. Yeah. Now bear with me. So... Start video. I think oh, live, we see you. There he goes. How do I switch this from selfie mode to just you good? Just turn it. You doing your phone? Yeah. Just turn it sideways. Yeah. Turn your phone sideways. Yeah, last time. Yep. I have to learn the hard way too. <laughs> yeah, the zoom is still uh how we doing, right. boys? Good? Yeah, we, we good, sure. man. We see you. Look Thank you. Like, Thank you for having me on. Stay guys. sharp, man. Oh, you guys are talking good right now. We're talking money, power, respect, good suits. The show, is <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> where, where, you at, where you at right now? Biscayne Bay. I'm, yeah, I'm near there. <laughs> I'm in Miami right now. Not far from there. Living, living the dream. Living the dream, man. Work hard, profit, money helps. That's a fact. That's a I fact, man. That's a fact. So let me let me intru- let me introduce um, Dennis. So Dennis is a rock star 
or Wall Street. Um, he is the founder of New Day Capital, which is an investment firm that specializes in private placements, IPOs, secondary offerings, and venture capital surrounded in in the biotech field. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about biotech. We're gonna talk about investment strategies. We're gonna talk about a lot of stuff. And um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get it going. So I'm excited to have this conversation. Biotech is not something that we've actually spent too much time on. Yeah. And obviously it's, it's, it's a lot with it's, the biotech space right now with Corona. It's in the news every day. All the drugs and all of that. So um, yeah, first and foremost, Dennis, uh, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Guys, thank you for having me on. Number one, it's Nas's birthday. You got your hundredth episode. There's yeah. a lot of pressure being on the show right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But, uh, for sure. It's amazing what you guys are doing, um, you know, for the minority community. I can speak for the Latin community. You guys are really touching a lot of homes and teaching the market. Ian, you're doing a great job, by the way. Thank you. And I think uh, a lot of people need your help. There's nothing out there for our time. CNBC, Fox, this is old news. You know that. You guys are the future. So yeah. thank you for your show. And, and again, thank you for having me on. Now, shout out to all of our Latino supporters. You are um, Puerto Rican and Cuban, right? Yep. My family comes. My grandparents came from Puerto Rico, Cuba. I was born in Brooklyn, Staten Island. So I think that makes me New Yorican. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> for sure. For sure, man. <laughs> so, all right, let's, let's get into it. Um, well, I'll let everybody ask questions, but the first question I had is the biotech space. Can you, can you just talk briefly about, I know you're, you're very bullish on the biotech space. You feel like biotech has a lot of room to grow in the next 10 years. So what's, what's, what should we be looking at in the biotech space as far as like, how, why do you think, why are you bullish on it? And um, what's the deal with everything that's going on as far as Corona virus, drugs and all that stuff? So I, you know, I hear you guys say this on the show a lot, right? One of the key things that I follow when I'm investing is follow the money. Where's the money going? Wherever the money goes, you can find ways to make things happen, right? So in the last couple of months, we everyone's heard this, this coronavirus, the world is racing to find a cure. But we passed something here in the United States called the War Act. I said that wrong. Let me take that back. That was when the government passed $10 billion down through the pharmaceuticals, and they started fast-tracking all this FDA. You see it every day on the news. All these stocks coming out with cures. We should have a cure. Everyone's reading that. The biotech stocks are exploding. You guys know the names. And here's basically what it comes down to. We're at the top of a funnel. The government just put $10 billion into the system mm. for Operation Warp Speed. The money has not started to flow down yet. That means over the next couple of months into the next couple of years, you're going to see partnerships, buyouts, acquisitions. We're going to get introduced to new drug delivery methods, digital health, which you're seeing is going to be a tremendous space. And that money hasn't trickled down yet. And I truly believe that over the next five to seven years, a lot of wealth is going to be created in the pharma biotech sector. No question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pressure to get this this cure out as soon as possible. What, what do you What do you think about the risk and trying to rush this, or are we are we taking the right approach and and should we just wait? Because I know our community is looking at it like, hey, they rush this thing. I ain't taking it. What's your thoughts? Uh, this is personally my opinion. Um, strictly my opinion, not medical advice. Um, but I'm doing biotechs almost two decades, right? A couple of presidencies. I've seen my fair share of good and bad. I think that we're not really sure what this virus is. I think that they're fast-tracking vaccines at a rate that we've never seen. So, you know, it takes nine to 10 years from start to finish when you create a drug, right? Mm -hmm. You come up with the idea, 
is all these phase one, phase twos you hear about. And eventually, you get to what they call FDA approval, commercialization. We're just bypassing 10 years of what ifs. So we don't know what the side effects will be. We don't know what the long-term effects will be. We're basically giving away tomorrow for the hopes of saving today. And you know, on a personal level, um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. Ian, Ian you want I have a question for you. So we've had a historic run since March. And a couple of weeks ago, I said we have no hedges. Indexes are up. Bond market is up. Biotech is up. Gold is up. With you running a fund, how are you hedging in the market when the traditional portfolio management theory has gone out of the window in the last year and a half? I feel like it's been longer than that, but good question. Yeah, um, <laughs> traditional methods have been gone a while. Um, we, we predominantly, my fund, we predominantly focus on the biotech sector. So we try to find companies that are late stage. Um, these companies in the biotech sector tend to buck the trend of the market mm-hmm. because they operate on their own speed. Now, sometimes they're laggers. Well, you'll see companies do tremendous and you're holding a biotech company that's done nothing. But as they get closer to these trials, that's where you see the valuation shift. And that's where all the sexy story and the money comes in. So in terms of hedging against the market, you always want to be hedged. You always want to have conversations about what your downside is. I think the market, you guys talk about options all the time. Uh, There are many ways to protect yourself as an investor. And, you know, we can get into that later. But in terms of biotech, I think we're in the beginning of a five to seven year bubble. I really think the next five to seven years are going to be tremendous for the whole sector. So you say a bubble. So that would assume, I would assume that it's going to run up and then it's going to drop. They're all bubbles. (laughs) They're all bubbles, right? If you go back to, let's go back to the most recent situation we had anything like this, where the government had to pump a lot of money. And that was a financial crisis of 09, right? Under the Obama presidency, they passed one of the biggest things we've ever seen called the TARP Act, right? And the TARP Act had many sectors, but one of the biggest sectors you may remember was the entire solar sector. For many years after that money came out the funnel and down to the system, it made room for companies like Solar City. It made room for all these big, and we went into a five to seven year bull rally in the solar sector. So in my personal opinion, I think they always work in bubbles. Things get overinflated. People show up late to the party, it deflates, and that creates this buying and selling wealth and distribution that we see time and time again, dating back to the 80s, like you said, Abe. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to go right back to the beginning here. How does one even get to the point where they're actually creating a fund? Like, I mean, obviously, you've created one. What's the background? What's the cost associated with such a thing? Um, I can't get into those questions now. I think you know that. Um, Okay. So I'm going to have to decline that one. Sorry, All right, no problem. Let me ask you. What do you think about investing in like an ETF like XBI if, if for a retail investor who wants exposure to biotech, but they're not willing to pour through 50 companies to, to pick one? What, what would be an introductory way that you think a person could potentially get into the space? I think if you take, you know, again, every investor is different. Mm-hmm. Right? You guys talk about it. So you need to know who you are. Drake says, know yourself. If you're an investor, Know who you are. Are you long-term? Are you short-term? Can you sleep at night? Can you bear the risk? Don't lie to yourself. Everybody's got a sexy story. Every mm-hmm. stock's great. We all know this. Know yourself. Know how you feel when you put money to work. So if you're a long-term investor, and I hear you guys talk about this all this time. If you're a long-term investor, I'm a big fan of these indexes. 
I do think that the money is going to hit the system. There are a lot of companies involved, and it actually takes the thinking process out of picking one out of 3,000 biotech stocks that are on the market. Yeah, we talked about different biotech um, ETFs in the past, and I think that because I feel like if you just pick, in my own personal opinion, if you pick an individual ETF, individual biotech stocks, you're pretty much just guessing on a winner. And it's like, who knows who's going to come out with the drug? Who knows if it's going to be an issue? So the ETF is just... I might have to stop you on that, Rashad. The 10 crack (laughs) commandments will say something different. (laughs) We spoke about this, right? So I was, uh, I've been investing in biotech my whole life and they've had some success and I've had more losers than I care to speak. I think everybody that's in the market has had a few you'd like to throw away, right? It's like that girl you never dated. So, so what ends up happening is you have rules. I created 10 rules after one really big loser on what I would do going forward, right? Everybody's taking a loss. You go through this emotional aspect of, oh, I sold too soon. I, I should have held on. Everybody wants to beat themselves up, right? If you sold at a profit and the stock doubled from there, you made a mistake, right? There's this emotional aspect that you get to. So I sat down one day after a big loser and I read books, seminars. I did everything your investors are doing for probably over a thousand hours that year, right? And I wrote 10 rules that I would follow, that I would look for. If they never fit the criteria, we don't invest in it. If it fits the criteria, we make that move. And I don't want to say it's foolproof, but I've been using these rules for almost two decades now to show success to my investors and myself personally. So some of, what are some of the rules? <laughs> Never get high on your own supply. We know that, right? <laughs> that's a fact. That's, that's rule that's number, number one. That's rule number one. Especially in Correct. pharmaceuticals. <laughs> no, nah, never get high off your own supply. In my opinion, it's like we fall in love with, with stock. And yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? It's like... But you got to do... Like, we've learned from that. Like, when yeah, we no, fall in love with it, we, all, we, all we take an L and it's like, all right, I learned from that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's let, so, let, take, and, and that's one of our rules. That's one of our rules. Like, yo... No hope. Leave hope at the door and take emotion out of this. Wall Street Trapper would appreciate that. <laughs> Shout out to the bro. Shout out to Wall Street Trapper for sure. Um, okay. So let me ask you this. Can you talk about the, the process of taking a couple a public a company public? Yeah. Um, talk, I'll try to dumb it down because right. there's many. Yeah. Talk about that, please. So bringing a company public, there's many ways to do it. And, uh, you know, we could provide you guys with information. I'm sure you guys will hold seminars on this in the future. Um, the easiest way I can tell you is let's give you an example. Company comes up with an idea. They need financing. They go to an investment bank on wall street. The investment bank decides what's the best process based on the company, the sector they're in and many of these things. And eventually they bring the company public. You'll be raising money on the private equity side from investors who will be taking the biggest risk of all because you're buying into something that's not publicly traded. It's not liquid on the hopes of selling it in the future at a higher valuation. And that's typical investment banking 101. Um, our investors tend to invest in that round, taking the risk and the hopes of seeing these exaggerate, just like you would buy a company before the IPO. You're buying it at a valuation, hoping that the IPO trades higher. So this, the process is, is very difficult. So I can't go into deep details, but it starts from A, it ends at B. And A is coming up with an idea, going to Wall Street, finding the right people, and then bringing the company public on either the New York or the NASDAQ. You can go over the market, you can do bulletin boards. I tend to stick with the big boys. There's much more transparency there. Why would you want to buy a stock that's not on the New York or the NASDAQ? We're in the biggest bull market ever. Could you speak on the timetable, something like that, Tix? It depends. I mean, some people can do it relatively quickly. Um, there's many different ways, like reverse mergers, roll-ups, uh, getting acquired by a company that already is publicly traded and rolling your stock 
into that. So each company is on a case by case basis. Well, Ian, any questions? From an investment standpoint, can you walk us through what you look for in terms of risk to reward and around how many trades are you looking to take per year? The only reason I ask that, if it's proprietary, you don't have to give it away, but I've been trying to tell people to stop taking 90 trades in a year because no one does that whoever runs a successful fund or portfolio. So risk to reward, are you looking for five to one, 15 to one, 50 to one? And about how many trades are you uh, or investments are you looking to make per year? That's a really good question. Um, I don't know if I would go on, on, on size. And you're mm-hmm. right when you say that. I don't think anybody can focus on 300 companies at once. Yeah. Um, over the last five to seven years, we've started and incubated roughly about seven to eight companies ranging from biotech, med tech to life science. Okay. Uh, some of those companies have gone public in this time frame. Some are still waiting to go public. So again, it goes back to a case-by-case basis. Each company is different. Each has a different set of criterias. So it's it's... It's kind of difficult to answer that. Each company is completely different. There is a range that you're looking for on the exit? Are you in your mind? Are you saying I at least need three to one or five to one, or do you not want to say it for proprietary reasons? If no, so, I, mean, I totally understand that. I can give you statistics that are publicly traded statistics. Okay, right? this is That's not fair. compared to my business for you know reasons that we both know regulatory yeah. reasons. Um, but I think, in my opinion, and, and facts will prove this. The biotech sector historically has shown some of the greatest rates of return ever that we've ever seen in our lives. 2,000, 3,000% returns have happened. Now, again, there's a long process between bringing the drug public and there's more losing stories than there are winners. But if you're investing in biotechs, you you should be looking to see aggressive returns is my personal opinion. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm bullish on biotech. Um, before Corona, I like biotech and obviously the Corona situation has just accelerated. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That industry specifically, like, you know what I mean? And and I feel like until we get a full vaccine, which probably won't happen anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, there, there yeah. was some news today. Like they were like, oh, we're going to have something by the end of the year. I'm like, they're going to have a test drug. But, um, uh, you know, if, if it's not to the point where 70 percent, 75 percent, 
and it's, it's like 50%. That's the equivalent of the flu shot. So I, I, I think, and that, but, but, but that's only good. That's good for business for um, the biotech industry because until this is fully eradicated, they're going to keep getting money. They're going to keep getting funding. Keep trying. We're going to keep trying. And they're going, and then whoever actually does come up with the drug, that's going to be, it's over. In, it's the back, in the back of my head, I hear Ian saying, don't take that, y'all. Not for at least oh. a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to let him run the route. That's like, um, run that route first. Shout out to Maurice Florette. Yeah, that's my guy. He's like, yo, you got to run that. Let me run the route first. Like, sometimes you got, you know, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> and, and if I can have a follow-up, going back to your loss, I think we all have learned our biggest lessons post-loss. I know you may not want to give your 10 rules, but for everyone watching, what are some of the biggest lessons you learned after you, I call them like a come to Jesus moment. Cause like when I, when I had my biggest loss, like tears came out of both the corner of my eyes and I didn't know, and they went under my chin. What's like one big lesson that you can share from that loss that if you knew it going into that particular investment, it probably would have saved you a ton of money. It's a funny story considering it's Nas's uh, birthday today. Mm-hmm. So uh, a couple of years back, I had a huge investment in a med tech company and I bought the hype. You buy the cooler and you drink the cooler. Yeah. And I worked on this project for maybe two years of my life waiting for this big announcement. I'll remember this day like it was yesterday because you said it, it was my coming to Jesus moment. Yeah. Right? I was in my young 20s. I was successful. I was Kanye West. You couldn't tell me anything. Like <sighs> I thought I knew everything. I was winning. It was. I woke up this morning and the first song I played was Hip Hop is Dead, Nas. Mm. I had the black pinstripe shirt with the black Hugo Boss tie. I thought this was the day I was going to change my life. We were getting news. Little did I know it would change it for worse. It didn't work. Destroyed my entire business. And it forced mm. me to dig deep down inside. I had to make a choice at that point. Either I was going to continue with this career path or I was going to let this destroy me. Yeah. And that was actually the company that led me to start reading every book, Jim Cramer. I read every financial book you can think of almost in one year. I subscribed to seminars. Where I, I spent all my money on trying to better myself. And that's what winners do. When you lose, yeah. you figure out where you went wrong and you come back strong. And that was my coming to Jesus. So what I could say to you and your investors, and you know this, I hear you preach this all the time, and it's beautiful, by the way. You got to know yourself. You got to be in check with your emotions. And there are going to be times you're going to get punched in the face. There are going to be times you're going to get knocked down. You have to decide when you're going to get back up and how you're going to come back at it. Some people take a loss. I'll never invest in the market again. But did you go back and think about what you did before you made Like, Would you do it differently? And the answer to your question is, I would have loved to have done it differently, but I wouldn't have been who I am today had I did. Were you over leveraged in a position that you oversized? Oh, yeah. That damn yeah. credit. Forget it. That's another rule I tell investors. No, no margin. That credit, forget it. Margin, 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 margin is the devil. Jamal, you know about margins. <laughs> Jamal told me about nah, margins. Jamal, you know about margins. margin, you need fewer trades because if it yeah, goes, nah, the margins is serious, man. Yeah. Dennis, Dennis, you're gonna stay around with us, right? We're gonna we're gonna go to some questions. Yeah, hang out. I definitely yeah, yeah we're gonna go to some questions. Yeah. Let's let's go let's go to some questions. Melissa Towns, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Yeah, shout out to Jamal. We had to learn through margins through him. Hi, thank Melissa, you. Melissa, what's, what's going on? What's going on? Hi, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Um, thank you guys for everything. I'm like obsessed now with reading and um, researching everything. But I wanted to know Dennis's um, opinion of polarity. PTE? 
Oh, yeah, he can't. He can't accent. Um, that's an, that's a stock, right? Yeah. Yeah, she asked him about a specific ticker. He can't. Yeah, no, yeah, he can't do investment questions for regu- for regulatory reasons. He's not. I, I can give I can give you investment advice on the philosophy if you're looking for a specific emotion or philosophy. Yes, not none of yeah, exactly. Because it, you know, it's like not doing well, and it was in the past, and I was just wondering, just philosophy. Well, the first thing I would ask you was, what was the original reason you purchased the security? Oh, being dumb. <laughs> <Honest>. <laughs> that doesn't sound like the right answer. What is what is the real answer to that? No, I'm oh well, um, just opinions, you know, just in the office we're talking. Um, they were they were they took my opinion because I had invested in Tesla and a long time ago, and they were just like, Wow, okay. And then we were just sharing different things in the office. And I just took their, I was like, okay, let me see, okay, really? You know, I've trusted someone else. That was honestly the the truth. And I didn't do my own research. Yeah. I mean, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me chime in on that. I think that as, as everybody says, but well, I know travel always says it all the time, like they ask him, they ask him like, what's a good stock? He said, any stock that you research, that's a good stock. So in my opinion, I feel like a lot of times it happens to all of us. Don't beat yourself up about it, but we just, we buy things just based off of stuff that we hear, yeah. hearsay. Like um, people buy like SMH because they heard it, they heard it yeah. on Market Mondays. But it's like, if you can't name the top 10 companies inside of SMH, you probably, I don't care who says it. I don't <laughs> care if Moses said it. It's still not, it's not, it's not a good buy. So I think that breaking down fundamentals and actually understand, because if you think about it, it's like, you're, this is this is an investment. This is money, right? Yeah. Like it's not like it's like just monopoly money. You want to actually know, be able to explain why you're buying it, the chart, who the CEO of the company is, all that stuff. Like you know, and I think if you're not really prepared to answer those questions, I would stay away from it because that, uh, yeah, you, yeah. you're just risking too much just off of speculation. Yeah, it's one of those things we learn in education, especially in this in this field. It's just like yo, we know we 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 understand something when we can teach somebody else. So, like, if you understand it to a point where you can teach it to somebody and why you're investing in it, then you you probably mastered the research. So, I would employ you to do that. The, the oh. ticker is PTE. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. So, to give you some insight, if you go look, my favorite time frame to look at for any investment is a five year month. If you're then confused on what to look at, I will look at since inception. So, I'm looking at my phone. In 2012, the company was valued at $190. It's done nothing but fall since then. So it had a nice bump in May, and it went up to, what, 40 bucks. But if you looked at that five-year month first, you probably would have stayed away from it because it was on a gradual decline. A lot of times when you guys are hearing about these companies that are supposed to be the next big thing, Usually they are not, but if you go to a higher time frame, like a 10-year chart, five-year chart, or if you're confused since inception, you will have a better chance to understand it if it's a good investment, but don't feel bad. We've all been there. We've all been there. I've researched and I know, I've noticed that all the institutional investors actually left, I believe, June 30th or July 30th. Mm. So I was like, oh, geez, I'm the last one at the party. But the great point is, you will never make the same mistake again. I did it. Well, we've all have done it at some point. 
Um, back in the day, I thought BlackBerry may have had another great run, even though I was pro Apple. Then they did the AT&T deal. I'm like, maybe BlackBerry. But once we're in a position, our emotions take over. And I always try and say, like, mark off where you want to exit before you get in. Because once your money is in it, it's hard to think clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, yeah. Melissa, there's a valuable lesson. Like as I'm listening to you talk, the fact that you had the wherewithal to research and know that the institutional investors left, most people don't even know where to look to find that information. So there's a lesson in everything. So shout out to you. Thank you, and I definitely have been. But so now, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, we appreciate you. We love you. Your support. Thank you so much. If the position is not working out after a certain amount of time, the same as in a relationship, you got to break up with the stock. Well said. Well said. I have to be agnostic. I'll tell you guys all the time. I think Tim Cook is probably one of the greatest operation CEOs in the history of mankind. If Apple becomes a bad company, I'll be the first to say, hey, the, the run is over. The run is over. I'll, I'll say it. If Elon does not start printing more revenue in two years, I'm going to say the run is over. We have to be agnostic about all of these companies. We have to. We have to. That's a fact. Alfonso, we're coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going what's on? What's going on, bro? How are you? Nothing much, nothing much. Just chilling, chilling. Uh, what do you call it? I want to say I uh, appreciate y'all for everything y'all do. Um, I'm coming from Houston. Uh, and I wanted to say, what's up, Ian? Uh, what I wanted to say was, in the biotech industry, um... Is, is the presidency, especially this one with the Democrats normally trying to regulate everything, uh, will, will that, it being that we, I would choose to be, uh, you know, you know my, my opinion, Democrats to win over Trump, but uh, do you think that would be take a major hit on the biotech, like as a big drop when it comes to regulations? Um, believe it or not, I, I, I think it may be helpful to that. Um, I know that the current administration is big on uh, making some major changes, and I, and I do think some need to be made uh, so that people can have affordable health care, especially in our communities. Um, but I think, you know, I, I don't I don't want to make a projection as to how it would affect, you know, the presidency, because that's who knows. We got a long way from here to November. Uh, but I do think personally that a Democratic presidency would be a little more favorable, less regulations in that industry. Uh, Alfonso, I appreciate you. And hopefully when COVID clears up, we can kick it in Houston because it's wild here. But I'm wondering what, what you think Biden has a chance of beating Trump in the election? Uh, Are you asking actually, me or? Really, you know, yeah, Alfonso, I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah, me? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, me? Um, I mean, I don't know. You know, you never know with these things. But like, I would say so, you know, my opinion. That's interesting, especially being here in Texas. Well, we already this state gonna be. No, I mean, yeah, no, but yeah. you know what it is in the city. It's totally different from outside, you know, right. suburban areas. And then as far as you go far, you know, more, you know, one sided. Listen, man, if you're right, I'm sure Rashad and Troy bring you right back on and be like, "Hey, you call it." Alfonso from Houston, call up. <laughs> All right, I, I will. Nah, yeah, appreciate nice. you. Appreciate you, bro. Shout out to H Town. Shout out to Houston, man. One of our favorite places to be. Yeah, yeah, that's a vibe. Let's see. Let's see who we got. Let's go. Uh, let's see a name we have not seen. Holden. Hold on. I got that right. Holden, what's going on? Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? What's going on? Y'all can hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah we hear you fine. What's going on? What's up, y'all? Appreciate everything. 
I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> Do you think the market is too euphoric for biotech before the data and science has been validated? I wonder who asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> he chopped up a little bit. What do you say? What Kudos, he, say? Uh, he said, do you think the market is too euphoric on biotech before the data and science has been validated? Okay. Absolutely. I think that's where you make money. If you're a short-term trader, and remember, each stock, Tesla, app, it doesn't matter what it is. You're going to have people that are betting against it. You're going to have people that are long. And you're going to have short-term investors, right? What I've seen traditionally, and I call this a trading event in biotech, you do get, even though I'm a long-term investor, you get these little bumps. It may happen once a year when data read out and you get closer to FDA approval uh, or these trials, there's usually a euphoric run into these companies. And traditionally, once the news comes out, they're selling on that news. So I think that, uh, you know, I, and this applies again, each company is different, but I think in certain cases, there is a euphoric rise pre-data. Ask, ask Mark if there's a euphoric rise in tech before data. <laughs> Next, we, who, who's it, Ash? Uh, let's go to Ash T. Ash, what's going on, Ash? You unmuted. Oh, there you go. What's, what's going on, Ash? I that I was doing something real quick. Uh, again, as always, thank you guys for the value you guys provide for the culture each week. And I'd like to thank you guys for giving us all the opportunity to ask questions tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be real quick. I had a fun question, but I'm going to save that for next week because we got a really good guest today. Um, what I'm going to ask the guest is, um, if you were 19 right now, what would you do in this today's day and age in terms of investing? In 2020? Yes, sir. I would be a student of the stock market. The beautiful okay. thing that happened from when I started, I remember when I started, people were still on the trading floor. You know, this is almost two decades ago. I'm aging myself, but I didn't have the tools and resources and the social media platforms, the, the, the people speaking to each other, sharing ideas. We're at the most beautiful point, in my opinion, on the evolution of investing in the stock market. What's even better about that, again, this hits right at home, is we're getting new investors. That's what's really helping this market. We're getting the Latino, we're getting the African-American community that traditionally wouldn't look at stocks, didn't feel that this was in their realm, they're putting money to work. They're becoming financially educated. And I believe that, you know, Ian said this earlier, this generation that we have right now that is investing and growing will go on to create generation, uh, excuse me, generational wealth for their kids and their grandkids. Yes, sir. So I think if I was 19 now, make this your life. Learn it, mm -hmm. understand it, fall in love with it, marry it. And it'll yes, be sir. very good to you for many, many decades to come. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. You, Shout out to Ash, man. Appreciate you, bro. 19 years old. <laughs> if I could do a follow-up really quick for Dennis, how do you value a good biotech? Because, of course, you have the companies that are great, but you also have some ones that are pretty much like the nickel of the biotech space. Uh, big <laughs> promise. Not great on delivery. So how can people separate the quality companies from those that are just going to be fly-by-nights? You know, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like I've been quoting you all night. You said everybody's got a story to tell, and it usually doesn't come through, right? Everybody's got the next best thing since breast implants. Yeah. Ladies, sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> I had my Joe Biden moment there. But people believe that because you buy something, you heard a story, it's going to happen. You get emotionally involved in it, right? And you fail to look at some of the speed bumps that happen. So if you pay attention, if you stay on your P's and Q's and you're watching, and that's the thing with buy, you have to watch them as a baby, right? 
the company can go from a what if potentially one day to the next big blockbuster company. That happens all the time, right? But you have to monitor these things. There may be things that happen in the trials that don't look good, and then you're buying into the hype, and that'll be an opportunity to get out. There may be things that sell you, hey, stay in. I mean, that is, it's really a case-by-case basis. So it's hard to generalize that, but I think, uh, you know. Are you looking for certain top-line revenue numbers to be hit, certain profit margin? Because like, like if we, I know you can't talk about specific companies, but let's say. Veronica. For, I mean, some some, some biotech companies may take seven years to break out or six years to have a great upside, and then they go up 5x. Um, but is there any way you can walk through some of the catalysts that a company will look for to know yeah. if they have the potential to break out? So my son asked me this question, um, and it kind of started this whole thing where maybe I should write a book and break it down. The first thing that came to my mind was Dr. Seuss because he asked me about biotechs and well, I'm at, you're playing Fortnite all day long. I hear you screaming in the room. What do you know about biotechs? Oh, I'm on TikTok. And TikTok, apparently, I just got learned into this. But TikTok is this haven right now for young kids, 19 or younger, that are learning about the market. Are you guys on TikTok? No, not personally. My son's children are. Yeah, my son is showing me all the stuff. I, I didn't see this world that was out there. So to answer your questions, look, every biotech company has to get categorized. And to make it very easy, I told my son, you've got sharks, you've got whales, and you've got goldfish. Your whales are going to be your traditional pharmaceutical companies, mm-hmm. right? Your Pfizer's, your aunt, yeah, typical. They have a big pipeline of drugs. They're generating money, right? So if anything ever went bad, it's never going to affect the overall business. They're slow moving, but they pour money out of the spout. They're always making money. These are your long-term safe plays, you could say, right? Then you have sharks. Sharks are going to be your phase two, phase three, typically, or companies that were just approved. And now they're in that revenue-generating stage of their life cycle. Remember, these companies, the stock market, is a living mechanism. Companies evolve and grow into big companies. Companies dissolve and disappear. We see this all the time. So with the sharks, you're going to get these events. It could be a phase three announcement. That creates a valuation shift in the stock. It could be FDA approval. It could be denial. And it causes the stock to come down. Then you have your goldfish. Your goldfish are your typical preclinicals. Phase one, they're still in animal trials. There's this big what if, sexy story, but they haven't hit that niche yet. And in between these three categories, you're going to have these events. Like I said, an FDA approval. One of your investors asked this before. You know, they said, you know, is there an inflation? Yes, typically a stock will run going into the approval on the expectation of positivity. Then depending on the outcome, it comes in. Okay. Could be positive, could be negative, but that's up to the FDA and then the trials. That's, that's a fact. Let's get some questions from, from Lauren. We coming to you. Lauren Willis, what's going on? Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Oh, hi. Um, what's up, Lauren? Wow. I'm on. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Thank you guys. I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, good. And thank you guys for all that you're doing. Uh, you've really changed the trajectory of a lot of things for me. So I just really appreciate appreciate you, Ian, and you guys from the UIL. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, but I had a question. So I'm a nurse. Um and to me, like stepping into vaccines, is kind of volatile where you can come in, you can make money and then it goes down, you step back in. 
But telemedicine is something that's been around for a while. And I think that this is really going to be the catalyst for that to truly explode. And so with that, um, for the new IPOs coming out like Amwell and things like uh, Snowflake, which are cloud services, which I think will also be impacted. Do you all foresee that as well? Um, that the cloud services and um, what is it called? Like uh, things like Zscaler and all of that will be impacted by the growth of this industry at this time. Ian, what's your, what's your take on that? What's your take on that, Ian? Um, I don't have any insight on Snowflake. I know a lot of people have been asking since Buffett has been invested, but I try not to answer until I actually go through all of the research on it. So I can't comment on that. I do think there will be a tremendous growth and also it's incredibly convenient. And also because Teladoc has had a great run up. I think, Mm-hmm. That space is getting sexier. So there will be some players that pop out. Hopefully they'll make a telehealth index very soon. But IPO, especially for the climate that we were in, there haven't been a lot of great companies that have IPO as of recent. Um, and also like being in such a, a tight space in terms of where the market is and the economy not being good, I'm a little bit more leery. And we're also, we're still at the top. Now, if this was March, my perspective may be a little bit different because everything were at record lows. Um, right. But I am a fan of that. I'm a fan of Teladoc. And also even for people in the nursing and medical space, I'm like don't take your eyes off Stryker. They have what I think is a legal monopoly. Um, yeah. but, but give Snowflake a little bit of time and then let's let the data come out and then we can make an informed decision. Amazon's making a push into the... Um, to 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 the pharmaceutical industry as well. Yeah, we wrote a whole thing on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We we wrote a whole yeah. thing about about how Amazon's Amazon's everything. They get <laughs> they get their hands in everything. But Amazon's making a strong push into the pharmaceutical industry as well. So don't be surprised in the next decade if you see Amazon yeah. as a major player because they already have. If you think about it, they have it all set up. All they all they need now is their relationships with the companies. Yeah, but and, they and have the shipping. You know, I was just saying, Wall, the Wall Street Journal just reported. You know, Walmart just got into it. They they have the the drone service that's now is, is primed to do same day delivery for pharmaceuticals. So that's going to be something to look into as well. How you feel about Teladoc? I love Teladoc. Teladoc. Yeah, I love Teladoc. Jamal, how you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we know some people. <laughs> nah, thank you, thank you for your question. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you guys so much. Great Love. question. Thank you. And for the record, I'm not anti. IPO, because I know some of you guys say that I'm not anti. It's just I want for, like, I if I think a player is going to be an elite player in the NBA, great. I just want to see him play two or three games first. Two or then three, two I may be like, hey, I may got to do a, se- a couple of seasons, Ian. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I need to see first, because everyone in the marketing and initial literature, I mean, we saw it with Nicolo, and, and I hope that any of that isn't true, but <laughs> We have to just wait for things to play out to see if it is viable. Talk, talk, talk about that for a little bit because people might not be familiar with what happened. I mean, it's speculation, not it's not confirmed, but it's some speculation. Yes, but but Nikola was supposed to be the new Tesla. Revenue popped up, and anything that has a parabolic upside or a parabolic climb really usually has a a very fall, very hard fall. Yeah, they had that, and then also they, they're saying that even with the truck that they had on demonstration, they had to tow it up the hill and they pushed it down (laughs) so it's like i hope that isn't true but this is why i tell you guys when you hear something and it's hot and it's at a fever pitch they're trying usually to persuade you and it's not usually for your own benefit um i'm i don't sit on the board of any of these companies so i'm just looking to make money off of them from an investment standpoint and like dennis said like i want to sleep well at night 
Like, I never really have to worry about Apple going out. of. Like, I never went to bed and be like, damn, tomorrow may be the day that Apple loses it and they just completely go out of business. Nikola, they may. They may. Brands may. They have have revenue, right? Now, wise man, you told me to to do the fundamentals and and I peeled back some layers and um, I looked at, you know, who's investing and I, I kept seeing... Uh, a suspicious thing inside of the investments who who's actually invested and i saw their own name in there a few times so i was like you know what this looks a little fishy for me man revenue isn't too strong <laughs> what's, yeah. their, what's, what's their revenue a whopping i'll, I'll a let whop- you tell the audience a whopping was it 35 i believe 35? Let, let's go over and just say it's just uh, 100, 100. 100. no thousand oh, oh yeah yeah i don't need a hundred thousand yeah i think it's like a whopping thirty five thousand dollars something like that so yeah not looking too good. There's there's only one Tesla in the world. Yeah, I learned see, another lesson, right? Why why look for the new Tesla? Tesla's already here. Yeah, why look for the new Tesla when Tesla, Tesla. hasn't even become Tesla yet? You know what I learned? Attention to the batteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the twenty. Yeah, let's talk about the batteries. That's that's the future, of Tesla. Yeah, automated driving. Here we uh we got De- uh, David George. We coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? How are you guys? Uh, I got some. Bunch of questions, but I guess I, I'll focus on one. <laughs> guidelines, guidelines. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so, um, since Dennis is a hedge funds manager, the one problem I have is understanding who to listen to. So, my question, I guess, to you is from the inside looking out, if you were just a regular retail person, are, is there anybody whose information has been good when you've heard it, like in advance of? things becoming public or things being out, you know, or being coming to fruition. Is there any like news sources where the information is trustworthy and not just pumping and dumping stuff for people just giving random opinions? Like how do you, how do you get good information? Watch market Mondays. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. You took, you took the words right out of my mouth. That was. <laughs> no, that, that's a good question. That's, that's a good question though. What are, what are some valid educational resources outside of market Mondays, obviously? Um, well, market is, Mondays is, is once a week as well. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being halfway joking, but yeah. Um, what are some, what are some good educational resources that people can check out? Whether it's wall street journal, like in your opinion, Dennis, what are some reputable, um, sources that people can check out to educate themselves? There's a lot. Listen, you got everything. I could name Barron's wall street journal, Yahoo. I mean, I could name a thousand different news sources. What I would say to my son, what I would say to your investors, anyone listening to learn and, and, and wanting to grow in this industry, first and foremost, know yourself, right? You're gonna, you may not like Barron's editorial. You may like Wall Street Journal. You're going to buy into a stock for reasons that you believe those reasons may change. As far as information, the one person when it comes to investing, and no one stresses this enough, is yourself. If you did your homework, if you bought for the right reasons, don't second guess yourself. Stay in there. If the reasons that you bought a company for no longer exists. Don't sell yourself on a hype. Leave. Like Ian said, if it's a bad relationship, leave. So I would say, you know, I can give you a thousand, you know, websites and newspapers. After you read them all and do your homework, it always comes back to the man or the woman in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, I like, um, so there's a couple of sites that I like. Of course, CNBC Pro is good. Mm-hmm. Um, Barron's is good. Of course, as he mentioned, there is a web-based show called Real Vision TV where they interview a lot of hedge fund managers. Real Vision is very solid. Seeking Alpha is amazing. And also for those of you that are on TD Ameritrade, if you when you are in the chart, if you click on the news tab, they have 
hundreds of articles that you can go through. And then also on the TDE uh, Ameritrade Network, they have active videos. They're playing every single day. But Real Vision TV is amazing. I have no relationship with them, no affiliate. They don't know me, but it's quality information there. So those are a few. I, IBD, um, Invested Business Yeah, Invested Business Data is great too. Yeah. Market Come Insider. Up series. Absolutely. Right. I think I'm going in. I'm going in. Trapping Tuesdays. Trapping Tuesdays, come up series for sure. Tuesdays and Thursdays, super informational. But yeah. I really, I, I really, I really like the investment business daily. Um, you? IB, IBD, I feel like, um, it, like Wall Street Journal is very um, general. Like it's not, it's not general, but it's, it's so much stuff. It's like it's politics, it's sports. It's like everything in a Wall Street Journal. And it's like, it's huge. Like if you really look at it, it's like the Sunday's Times. New York Times is good too, but um, IBD is like for investors. Like it's really, yeah. really specific information for investors. So, and that's something that a lot of, a lot of people aren't really familiar with. <laughs> Not as popular as like Wall Street Journal, but Investment Business Daily is, is a good publication. Yeah. Those, those are some you're of gonna, that. You're going to boost their sales right now. You got to get a code on that. I know, I know. I know. No. The Investors Business Daily, I can tell you the first two years of my career learning the industry is like learning a new language. And that newspaper really expanded my vocabulary, my mind, understanding, and on a technical trading point, learning charts, all the things that come along with that, I think that that would probably be your first place to go. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I could follow really quickly too, when you're looking at, let's say, CNBC, look at the ones that have a great track record. So if Drucker Miller speaks, listen to him. If Paul Tudor Jones speaks, listen to him. The panelists they have at CNBC that are good, Josh is good. Pete and John and Jerry are good. Even though people may not like Kramer's demeanor, Kramer made money in the industry. Listen to him. All of his pick. He does a daily show. Every pick is not going to be right. But when listen to how fund managers and family office managers talk about a stock, if they all are in agreement and they may not like each other, I would lean towards that company. Like you notice no fund manager ever says Microsoft is just a horrible company. They may not like the valuation or Tesla. They may not like the valuation, but very rarely will you get Buffett, Einhorn, Tudor Jones all in one year to say, oh, Apple's absolutely terrible. They've lost it. They, they no longer have an edge. They have an edge. And then the announcement will come out about the new watches and AirPods and stuff tomorrow. So look at what the, the market makers are doing in the space and what they're saying. And that'll give you some insight as well. And I hope that even though the answer was long, I hope. It yeah. Helps. Bar chart too. a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bar chart. If you, if you're interested in, in charts yeah. and a couple of Instagram pages that I follow CNBC, I really like the Instagram page a lot. And I like um, Bloomberg's Instagram page. Yeah, no, I like, I like forget, CNBC's Instagram page. Everybody has an iPhone. So Apple news is a good source as well. Right. Yeah. You can literally pick the company that you're looking at and they will give you the news on that company. Yeah. So, and I, mean, I, I, yeah, I want to say this in, in regards to our guests. So for those of you who do not know how regulations work, he can't market his company and he cannot say, I love Regeneron or XBI because it would look as if he is trying to front run and get us to invest in it with him so he can profit off of it. So from a regulatory standpoint, there is things that he cannot say. He can't say, oh my God, I love XBI. I'm 25% in, <laughs> I'm up 28%. You should follow me. The SEC will kick through his door like John Wick. John Wick. <laughs> Shout out to John. So, <laughs> mindful. Thank, thank you, Ian. Of that. I know some of you are thinking, well, he's not answering. He can't answer 
Open guidelines, y'all. <laughs> guidelines, guidelines. Easy perspective. Ghost. So he and St. Patrick. He has spoken. Yo, if you want to give some context. It passed it passed the nine o'clock hour. I didn't get to say the you know the earnings, so I'll just do it really quickly. Um, one that you know some of us are watching. Adobe is reporting tomorrow. Um, and we've said this before when they reported the second uh quarter earnings that we were watching them carefully. And um, so we're watching that carefully again. Um because we we you know their fundamentals are good, the charts look good, and uh, we're also looking at ETFs that hold them. So IGV, you might have seen that in somebody's uh, list of, of ones to watch. Definitely on our watch list as well. That's a fact. Yeah. And Shout- you know what else is in IGV? Oracle. Yeah. Oracle? Yeah. Shout- they were in the news today. I'm so <laughs> mad. Listen, man. Can we talk about crony <laughs> capitalism? <laughs> okay. So TikTok didn't get acquired. So for those of you who are like waiting for me to be wrong, Microsoft didn't get TikTok. Great. Politics as usual. Larry mm-hmm. Ellison. Big donor to Trump. And one, th- I don't like a lot of things about how he runs things. He does k- take care of those who take care of him. Mm-hmm. Trump? So, yes. Yeah. Now, he said he didn't, he, he's not a donor, but he did have a fundraiser. So, I mean, that is like support, right? Listen, <laughs> if I don't buy your house, but I'll send you a Maybach, you're going to give me <laughs> Like, yeah, because you know what? Okay. When I was watching, I'm like, look, man, the announcement was like, yo, they're going to have a great iCloud service. And I'm like, does Oracle have the best iCloud service? Like, they just skipped over Amazon? Like, Yeah, they... I mean, we were talking about this in the trading room. Like, from a B2B perspective, Oracle is great, but it would be like the equivalent of Snapchat buying LinkedIn. Like, I don't understand the synergy, but it had to go. So, I mean, it's a great acquisition for Oracle. They will figure out something to do with it, but it wasn't the most in sync acquisition that probably could have happened. But kudos to Larry for getting it done. Kudos for Larry for getting it done. Yeah, shout, shout out to my guy Tay on the super chat too. Appreciate you, bro. Tay, um, how you doing, man? Let's let, let's let's get a few more questions in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go to. Uh, I'm gonna get this right. Tremaine, Tremaine. You unmute muted. Unmute yourself. Hey, 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 hey. What's going on, y'all? What's going yeah, on? What's going now, on? Now I'm gonna tell you why I I saw your name. I said Tremaine because we just had this conversation yesterday. We was talking about Dark Skin Jermaine in a rap song, and I was like, Tremaine. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> right. the rain. You know that, though. <laughs> yeah, I know that song. Yeah, yeah. What's um, going on, bro? What's up, bro? Appreciate y'all for everything y'all do. Um, my question is, uh, I want to know the what's the comparison between the SQQ and the VIX. Because it seems like they do the same thing, even though it's tech companies inside SQQ. Ian, once. no, I'm gonna kick it. I'm gonna kick it to you, or Troy. The VIX, well, so I, I mean, the VIX. I look at it. Obviously, we know it as the inverse of, of the market. So when the VIX goes down, it really just tells the volatility of of the market. And so you know, we've just been watching that very carefully. Um, the QQ, I, I'm not familiar. I don't really use that. I use the VIX <laughs> as, my, as my indicator uh, when it comes to investing. Um, I'll be ha- you asking about QQQ, Nasdaq? Yeah, because yeah, I know it got Apple and stuff inside. Well, the QQQ, it, that's, that's not that, so yeah, that's Nasdaq. So they would be an inverse pairing of yeah. one another. Oh, God. yeah, yeah. So, so they oh, move up. Nasdaq is going up, volatility will push down, and, and vice versa. Yeah, so oh, we, wa- we watched that over the past couple of days. So on Friday, we saw the VIX go down from like 28, it got down to 26. Today, it's at 25. Um, so that that is a good sign um, that we're seeing maybe hopefully some stability, but we know it's going to be a rocky road anyway. Um, up until okay. 
maybe the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know some of you asked about like how to hedge and it's tough because we have no true hedges. So the bond market is up, silver's up, index is up, tech is up. And I know some of you are like, hey, I want to do to add the VIX to my portfolio. Dennis, you can chime in on this. It's really damn hard to put a VIX position. If you do 20% of your portfolio on the VIX, it can wipe away all of your gains. It's a very tricky thing to do. So that's why we tell you generally, like, just stick with indexes and and minimize your exposure. I know some of you want to go 50-50 VIX. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah, I just I just found out that like, like two weeks ago, like yo, people are investing in the VIX, and I'm like, oh, okay. It's it's tricky. It's like yeah. really, <laughs> it's a it's a hedge, but too much of a hedge. That's a good point, Ian. Too much yeah. of a hedge is dangerous, and it's like um, you're playing defense, but it's like yeah, it's it's something that a lot of billionaire hedge fund managers have not been able to master on a retail trade, and then also like if you call into your broker TD or E Trade. They're going to be like, why did you do it anyway? Because if you read the paperwork and the disclosures, everything that we do wrong is our fault, even the technology breaking down. So if I take a trade and I have slippage, it goes through Ninja, like, hey, man, or Infinity, hey, man, you have to know what you're dealing with before you get into it. So, But Dennis, I did want to know, are you a chartist or are you a fundamentalist or a combination of both? Oh, Dennis, muted him. Oh, Dennis. Okay, go ahead. Uh, no, no, I'm here. Am I, am I live? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear you. I, you got to use a mixture of both. I mean, the market gives you these tools. Fundamentals are always good. You know what the company's earnings look like. You could look at forward projections and, and kind of get an idea for where the growth rate is. But you always got to pay attention to the chart. There are times where these companies get overvalued. And even though it's the greatest company in the world, you may be buying at a time that's, that's probably too high. Yeah. So you got to use the charts. Yeah. Troy, can you talk about the NVIDIA situation before, yes. we, before we wrap up? Yeah, yeah. So we obviously, um, if you didn't see the other acquisition that happened today was NVIDIA got um, arms in a, in a $40 billion deal. And we spoke about that. I think like three, three weeks ago, right, Ian? We, I was like, yo, this, this might happen. This could happen. So arms is a huge supplier of uh, microprocessors. So NVIDIA right now is known for graphic chips, right? And now with the ARMS deal, they, they get into the microprocessor game. The interesting part is that ARMS has some customers that we might know that are in the microprocessor game. Uh, Qualcomm, Apple, Samsung, Intel, AMD, which are all competitors of NVIDIA, which makes it really interesting. They just bought the supplier. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's interesting. And and we spoke about NVIDIA. We, we, we talked about it three weeks ago, maybe even longer than that, like, yo, this is a company we got to keep an eye on. We got to keep an eye on. We, we told you, I pretty much told you that the calls that we made on it. Um, so to see this deal, I hit you up last night, Ian. I'm like, this is big. Yeah, that was, big. That was um, big. And so I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what, what this, what this uh, does in the near future and the long term. Yeah, that's a fact, man. So and, and really quick, but I don't mean to cut you. I just want to jump in. Right, you got, you got yeah, because I saw the comments on YouTube. If he was referring to SQQQ, I heard QQQ. But if he's referring to SQQQ, that does move in correlation with the VIX. It is a hedge against the the NASDAQ for, for context. So, and, and everyone's saying Mark has an amazing question that we need to answer. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. And I don't want my DMs to Got be it. on fire about why didn't we it? answer it. So, okay. I don't see it. You guys, can you, see, can, can, you, can you explain how, can you, can you explain how ESG can play? A, can, you, can, can you explain how ESG can play a role in biotech sector moving forward? That was to Dennis? Uh, I believe so. I'm assuming okay. so. ESG is a company? I'm not familiar with uh, I'm pulling up the symbols now. 
This is the impact index one. I can't answer that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't answer any specific index. Yeah, I'm sorry, order. guys. I can't. Yeah, when it comes yeah. to index and stocks, I can't. We can talk about. From a regulatory standpoint, you know, he cannot. Absolutely. Unfortunately. I know the users want more. I see the comments. I want yeah. to give you more. But yeah, if, if you guys are talking about SQQQ, it is a hedge. It, it moves in tandem with the actual VIX as well. Be careful, though. Be careful because uh, NASDAQ moves fast enough, so you have to keep your eyes on that. That isn't one you can just buy and then it runs up for 25 days and you can just sit it, set it and forget it. You have to kind of time it in and out. So, Yes. Um, Somebody said NVIDIA is the new plug. Yeah, they didn't the plug. NVIDIA is the new plug. They're the new plug. <laughs> They're the new plug. <laughs> Want your chips? Come see me. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> Ian. What do you what do you have going on that you just 90 minutes that flew by crazy? That flew by uh, fast, man. That's a fact, man. Um, yeah, what do you, what would you like to tell the people? Um, Stock Club, I appreciate you guys so much for the amazing session on Saturday. That was fun. Um, I promise you the replay will be out Thursday, so you guys don't kill me. Tonight I will do a breakdown of how far from a percentage basis Apple normally falls over after a split. Because I think it's shocking to actually see it on the chart. So no meeting tonight, but I will have that video out for you. And then the replay um, of all the, the ones that we're in, I'll break those down. And um, I just want to tell you guys, thank you. I'm proud of you. Um, episode 100, like, it's been a dream come true. Because, I, like, I was a fan. Like, the same way, like, I'm a fan of the Locks, who I think the best rap duo. Um, I, I think you guys are the best podcasting squad in this space. So I'm happy to be a part of this uh journey and thank you for having me on board and everybody on youtube everybody watching thank you i hope i've been able to help and assist you in some way esg is a is a is a symbol i don't know what you guys are talking about esg is the u.s impact yeah. index fund um it is a symbol it is a symbol actually but yes we have um the hundredth episode coming out tomorrow shout out to uh everybody that's going to be a part of that situation shout out to dame dash shout out to kenny burns shout out to spurgo shout out to um everybody uh john henry kizia yeah we might have some am, we am, might, I, missing, am i missing anybody we, we might have a few other people that might surprise yeah, 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 us you never know you, you never, never know, know man who might, who might surprise us man so that's <laughs> five o'clock five o'clock eastern standard time man Really appreciate that. Um, Dennis, I'm going to give you the last word since you're our guest. Thank you for coming. And what would you like to tell the public? Have fun. Right now, we're in a bull market. Have fun. There's going to be dips. There's going to be pullbacks. In my personal opinion, I think we're going into the roaring 20s. History has a tendency of repeating itself. And if you look back at the last pan pandemic we had, you know, which none of us were alive for, there were tons of companies that came through that pipeline. So if you're looking for biotech specifically, I think the next five years are opportunity to, uh, you know, help your financial situation and be involved with some really exciting companies that are coming through the pipeline. That's, people are so funny. They said, I said, ESG is a stock symbol. They said, that's not how Mark meant it. Mark just texted me and said, he's talking about the stock symbol, uh, the environmental, social, I don't know. Who knows? I guess I guess that's not what Mark meant. He just texted me and said that's what he meant. Can can you talk about really quick before we wrap up, Dennis, which companies after the Spanish flu pandemic were prominent? So, you know, a few things that came from that was we got insulin, right? A lot of mm -hmm. people don't know this, but diabetes up until that point was a deadly disease. And there was a lot of government funding that came from our country, many other countries 
you know, to find a cure for the Spanish flu. And incidentally, we got insulin, which is a multi-billion dollar industry. Diabetes is no longer a deadly disease. Mm -hmm. Not directly from that, but in that same era, we got penicillin. And if you look back to maybe the 80s, when we had the HIV epidemic, right? There was a lot of drug companies that got funding from the government as they strived to find a cure for the HIV epidemic. And that led to the biotech bubble of the late 80s, early 90s. Matter of fact, Viagra came as a result of that bubble. Mm -hmm. So I do think we're at an interesting point in history where, like I said, $10 billion was just passed down. That money has yet to come through the pipeline. And when it does, you'll be hearing about acquisitions, partnerships, financing. I mean, I believe, in my opinion, we're in a really exciting time for the biotech sector. No, I agree. I appreciate that. All right, guys. See you tomorrow at five o'clock. Yeah, man. Ian, appreciate you, Dennis. Appreciate you. You know how we rock, man. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Somebody reach out to so much. Reach out to somebody. Tell them you love them every Absolutely. day. It's a blessing, man. So make sure you take advantage of it. All right, y'all. Right, we see y'all love tomorrow y'all. at five. It's going to be on podcast at twelve o'clock tonight. Love y'all so much. Peace. Good night, guys. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.